0: Wow. What a week.
1: It's been massive.
0: <sighs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, Zach. Um, if you're just tuning in, uh, welcome to, uh, this podcast. My name is Zachary Thomas Rewain. I'm a comedian, theater director, uh, provocateur.
1: Uh, my name's Mish Witrup and I'm friends with Zach. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, today um, is the second episode of our recap series of podcasts, where we uh, recap series one of MasterChef Australia uh, last week. Um,
1: we're kind of looking at this as like part two of week one,
0: part two of week one. So, so if you've
1: missed part one of week one, um, yeah, you didn't miss much. Like
0: yeah, we were still working out the kinks Mm. uh this podcast thing is a pretty new uh new technology yeah if
1: you consider that not only are we doing a podcast which in and of itself is it's rare is rare we're also reviewing a show that is brand new we've known nothing about it um i've never seen anything like it myself so we're dealing with a lot of new elements here so hopefully you guys can be a bit patient with us
0: um absolutely we're still working out the kinks um, but uh, uh, we hope you in, have enjoyed last week's. If not, um, uh, we hope we can catch you up mm. on this wonderful show that is uh, MasterChef Australia mm. on this wonderful platform that is podcasts, not all Ricky Gervais, mm. Uh <laughs> It's also Zach and Michelle. That's exactly right. So I think we should just kick into it.
1: Yeah, let's let's continue on following these culinary dreams.
0: So uh, here we are. We've we talked about the first three episodes. That was Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday nights episode. Is that right? Yeah. No, or Sunday.
1: It was Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah. And then today we're reviewing the Thursday, Thursday and the Friday, Friday episodes. Episodes. Yeah. Um. Right. So. Episode one, just quick recap, it was essentially like an audition process. Mm -hmm. They
0: were travelling around Australia. Around all the
1: big towns in Australia. um, They collected 50 of what we believe to be or they believe to be the 50 top home cooks in Australia.
0: So to anyone just tuning in, if you didn't listen last week, uh, basically the concept of the show, MasterChef, as much as we can ascertain. Yeah, of course. There's still a degree of a lack of clarity in the concept. We're
1: not entirely sure what like let's let's straight up. We don't really understand what's going on. What
0: is a master chef? Yeah,
1: I have no idea.
0: Is there a cash prize?
1: Yeah, no no clue, no idea.
0: Who who, who what do they do?
1: Yeah, I don't know any of their backstories. I don't know anything about this show. Um, but we're learning, we're learning, and we're as really we go. enjoying learning,
0: having a lot of fun, yeah. And that's the key. But basically, what we can ascertain is um, basically a, a lady named Sarah Wilson and her motley crew of judges travel around <laughs> Australia, uh, uh, finding the best amateur cooks in all of Australia, and 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 they are looking for the, the master, master chef, chef,
1: whatever that might be.
0: We think it's possibly something like the, the mole that the master chef mm. is in there and they need to find, find out how, which who one the is. master chef is who is the master chef and i've
1: got i I've, I've got a feeling that i've got a there's a couple of front runners that i'm feeling are just you know the mole
0: who is the master chef yeah, who I mean, do you think the master chef is
1: at the moment that young lady that young child lady
0: the young girl um
1: julie i think her name is
0: julie uh Julie, uh, Ju- uh, Julia. Julia. Yes, she. She's. She's oh, very talented. Julia Jenkins. Julia Jenkins. I mean, I think the only thing incredibly that would,
1: talented for it, her age, very
0: young, very talented. The only thing that could get in the way of Julia Jenkins is if some sort of bad thing happens that pulls her out of the competition for a, for a length of time. Yeah. I imagine it's a very specific type of competition, and if you're not in it for weeks on end. Um, you won't get the nuances of yeah. how to compete in it. So so maybe a bad injury or, or something negative happens, yeah. pulls her out. That's really the only thing that's going to get in the yeah, way for I, her. You're
1: overthinking, mate. Like that's not, that's that's, not going to happen. What's the chances of that happening? No,
0: not um, at
1: all. So, yeah, so basically now uh, end of part one, we'd had the top 50 and they were chopping onions they uh, did chop some they onions they chopped some onions, and then the and boy
0: did they chop some onions um i you know George uh columbaris, who is am I saying that right Colombaris? G- it's Greek, George Colombaris. Co- George Colombaris who was um voted the best chef of the year in the age good food guide yeah, uh he um talked about how important. Uh, the onions were, he said, this is, you know, probably the most important onion chopping of your life. So that happened last week. Mm. It, and
1: like, I never thought that if you think about it, like how important have you, how, how seriously have you ever taken onion chopping?
0: I tell you what, some of those contestants, um, were crying for more reasons than the, <laughs> than the onion. You yeah. Know, it was because they didn't chop them good enough.
1: It was the most emotional vegetable chopping I've ever seen in oh, my life. Oh my
0: goodness. Uh, 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 Never has a chef wanted George Columbaris' hands on their shoulder more yeah, than, than chopping. promise <laughs> <laughs> that they've chopped, chopped onions, onions good. Accurately. Um,
1: um, so, yeah, basically then at the end of part one, so end of episode three, uh, they had I believe the bottom ten, was it, 15? It was a bunch was of some, shit guns. Yeah, a bunch of fucking idiots Just who, the can't, shit who, who couldn't chop an onion yeah. Um. and they then had to cook for their lives wow. in episode four, which is where... We now step in for part two of our podcast. Uh,
0: Open the MasterChef doors. Yeah. We will step in now.
1: Amazing. So basically uh, the shit cunts of the top 50 were given two Bay Marines of food. Wow. And told to cook whatever they wanted.
0: Have you ever seen so much food in your life? it was two big like uh, big fridge type yeah. like Cold Bay Marines mm-hmm. of, um, of, of, of of just so much food and so much choice I think there was three kinds of meat yeah there was you could choose between chicken uh, fish I believe it was a salmon oh, goodness.
1: Uh, and a pork sausage.
0: They were given all. All these foods were put in front of them, and they they had to choose out of those foods. Mm-hmm. Um, really, uh, not what I was expecting from this show. No, this, this like large amount of food, and then a Look, short period of time to cook it. I was expecting more uh, sort of placements at restaurants, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I would like. That's the assumption was that uh, like. Knowing that a challenge was coming up, that there was going to have to be some form of elimination, they were actually going to be put into a situation that a master chef would Mm. be able to handle. Instead, they were put in a situation that I could handle Um, and I am not a master chef. Like I don't know what a master chef is. Wow, okay. But I'm willing to say that I'm not, but the situation that they were put in. With the Bay Marines of food,
0: There was lots of food. There was
1: they. It was a supermarket. Like let's be honest, it was a supermarket <laughs> um, of food. Now, they there was a lot of dramatic music, and they tried to make it like, "What the fuck are these cunts going to do?" Um, but like, take away the music and just look at the situation. Cook a dish with anything you want. Like, just
0: cook me something cook, cook me, me something. anything literally
1: one of the quotes that i believe it was gary that said no it was matt preston just said bring us something yummy
0: bring us but he said it like this bring us something yummy yes it was very dramatic It, it was, was like very and the dramatic. music was like Brr, bring us something yummy and if
1: these are the top 50 amateur amateur home cooks i, I believe
0: it's pronounced amateur
1: amateur home cooks in australia that's a fucking real good instruction to get. It's yeah. not like they've said cook us something yummy and I want it to have a moving part. Like or they... cook
0: us something yummy out of bugs.
1: Yeah, exactly. It yeah. was
0: here is all the food.
1: All the food and you have 45 minutes.
0: To cook us something, something yummy. Something
1: yummy. And like, okay, most people, like a lot of them were like, oh, yeah, no, I've got this. I've just – and they grabbed their food and they went. One woman had an a, – an emotional breakdown. She, did,
0: it, she stood there for 12 minutes, I believe, or yeah. seven minutes. She couldn't decide. Yeah,
1: she was, something happened. She was triggered. Something tr- that, Those Bay Marines of pork sausage triggered that woman I, and she had an emotional breakdown.
0: I don't know about you, but for me, I, I think that she, my theory mm-hmm. in this moment, so just for anyone who missed that episode or, or, you know, it was. You can't
1: rewatch it now.
0: You can't rewatch it. How do you rewatch it? Yeah, Exactly. That's oh man, this is all you've got is this podcast which you've downloaded from yeah. your on your onto your home computer. This is all you've got to mm. remember it. This and maybe if there's an article in the T V week.
1: Sometimes if you're really lucky, um they'll play them at midday on a Sunday after um like Ray's fishing adventures.
0: Mm. Um
1: But, I mean, this show's not doing very well in the ratings. But we'll talk about that in a minute. We
0: will talk about Um, that in a minute. So this woman
1: had an emotional breakdown. What's your theory?
0: Melissa is her name and she was standing there. My theory is she only knows how to cook. She practiced really hard for like 10 years Mm -hmm. to cook the one pasta dish that got her into the competition. Which was
1: a tortellini, I believe.
0: And uh, with a burnt butter. Mm -hmm. And sage. And now she wasn't expecting... She was probably, I think she was expecting like a Tough Mudder type competition from here on out. 100%. So she would have to, well, this is what I was expecting as well. I definitely wasn't expecting short timeframes to cook dishes in a warehouse. That's yeah. not what I thought this show was going to be.
1: Well, who would have ever
0: expected that? Mm. Mm. There wasn't a great deal of clarity in the. I'm interested in this
1: tough mother thing, though. What would have happened if it was a tough mother situations <laughs> So
0: So, how would you tough mother master chef? So basically, I, I think what she thought was Melissa Lutton. Melissa Lutton work very, very hard on a uh, on on that one pasta dish. Get into the competition, uh, get matched with a celebrity chef, similar to how they do on. Um, early episodes of Australian Idol, uh, uh, get matched with someone, get some training, and then do Tough Mudder type things, crawling through mud, under barbed wire, and she would only ever have to have cooked that one dish.
1: Oh, so you're thinking that the master part of Master Chef chef means more like like an endurance type. We know
0: you can cook. We know you can cook. We saw that at the auditions. The
1: master comes more so from like what else is it that you are good at? Uh, yeah. Can you, are you physically able to, to crawl to crawl through mud? Mm. Um, I guess there would might be like an emotional challenge at some point.
0: Mm.
1: Um, wow, maybe that's what a concept.
0: How well do you dress for your for your age or your body type? Your size, your size, but even body type. Maybe you've got broad shoulders and a, and a thin waist. How do, you, how do you dress with that? That's, for me, the master side of things. I wasn't expecting it to be a master of chefing.
1: Oh, okay. So I f- it was like a life master that can cook?
0: Yeah, so we, we've established they can cook. 50 people can cook. Now who's what the else, master? What else
1: can you fucking do?
0: So that's what I was expecting. I think she was expecting the same thing. Well, that thing. makes a
1: lot of sense as to why she had the emotional So she didn't know any because, other foods. Mm, that's okay. So at this point she's realised...
0: What am I gonna do?
1: Yeah, what am I gonna do? She's realised. Oh God, this is just about cooking.
0: Gary, who's a stern British man, uh, Gary Megmegman, Megman, Megman, mom, he, mom. He came, <laughs> comes up to her, and he's not so stern. He's actually a little bit uh, kinder.
1: I noticed that mm. in the second half of the week. I think maybe he was nervous. Oh really? Okay. I, <laughs> I think maybe um, in the initial episodes. Uh, he, he, I mean, you would be too. Like no yeah. one knows who he is. Like no. this is his launching pad, right? Absolutely. Um, and he's thrown into this incredibly intense environment where he is on show. And you've and got maybe... big
0: personalities like George and like oh the God. other British guy. Yep.
1: The um, Oscar Wilde guy. With the,
0: with the neck thing. The neck
1: thing. Again, with the neck thing. Again, we'll but talk about know. that in a bit. Um, but. Yeah, uh, he's been thrown in. Maybe his nervousness just made him act like he was a bit of a tit.
0: Yeah, maybe. Uh, but all the and now he's into it. All the advertising had all these guys c- c- being nasty. Mm. And I thought here's just a whole show of dickos. You know, here's a whole, there's not one Dicko. I was like, where's the Marsha? Mm. Obviously, we've got the host, um, Sarah, and she's the most important mm. part of the show as a whole. But but with the I'm judges. I'm fascinated by her. Oh, she's great. Mm. Uh, with the judges, wh- where's the Marsha? These are all Dickos. But I'm suspecting this show has a little more positivity than your average Australian idol.
1: Which is really, which it's it's so refreshing. It is it's so isn't I'm it? I am I am sick and tired of seeing negative judges on television from Australian
0: Idol. Australian Idol. Yeah. And Which so is all
1: I have to go off really. That, that, but like it's that's it's so nice to have just a nice little bit of positivity I, in the room. And I suspect that's maybe the way they're going. I like that. Yeah. I like that theory, Zach. So, anyway, so they 've all had to cook these dishes let 's get back on track so finally, Melissa gathers herself um, calms herself and and cooks a vegetable stack she decides i 'm going to make
0: a bit of a vegetable stack yeah uh, so so they start cooking and Gary and George they do the rounds and they start asking people and there 's two guys making a very simple sort of pasta a la olio kind of uh, a dish
1: for people who don't know what that is, Zach. Do you want to explain what kind of pasta sure, that is? Sure. I'm
0: sorry, I forget. Um, We've
1: been deep in this show for like a week now. Not so everyone's not everyone's reading
0: yeah. the Good Food Guide. Exactly. You know, we we uh, we in Australia, the best you're going to get is Ready, Steady, Cook. Am I right? Oh my goodness. Mm. Uh, so basically, they're making a dish with uh, pasta, oil, garlic, a little bit of chili. One of them is doing bread. Mm. Like a bread crumb. He put
1: bread in the oven, crumbed it up, put it in the dish.
0: So not from the shops, not from a box. And I think that's another thing we're seeing in this show. Yeah. People aren't taking things out of boxes, out of jars. They're, they're doing things fresh.
1: Yeah, which is really interesting. It's an interesting concept. I mean, um, at the end of the day, if you can get something in a can, get, you could get, you just get it in the can. Yeah, maybe But this though, show was like, nah. Maybe this show think is going outside of change.
0: the can. People's perspectives. Well, at least it would if more if more people watched Yeah, it.
1: exactly. But that's what we're here for.
0: So um, uh, they were making those dishes and uh, the judges were very worried. They said, look, that sounds very simple. Uh, we're worried that that's a little too simple. Are you playing it a little too safe? Mm-hmm and both of them sort of had a bit of confidence and said no i think i think we can really go for this
1: and gary said to one of them he was just he said like that's all well and good but are you going to add anything else mm. so it wasn't so much the fact that they were making that but gary just wanted more ingredients he wanted Put more. more in your food
0: he said there's there's pork mm. there's beef there's sausage which is sausage. confusing
1: cuz last week i swear to god or oh, sorry last um few, like a few days ago yeah go, part yeah. 1 Um, I swear to God he said keep it simple and now he's saying add more. Um, I I don't know. Maybe it's just worth noting maybe this is some sort of something that we're meant to be picking up on is the the insanely contradictory statements. Um, Another thing, uh, George, who up until this point has been fairly mild-mannered, I think Mm -hmm. we can all agree that – you know, he just seems like a really
0: nice He's a guy. Cool guy, we um, like George. Yeah,
1: I'm, I really like him. Um, got a bit snappy uh, <sighs> with that with that boy who put his carrots next
0: to the sink. He did. Mm, and Wh- what did he say to him?
1: He said, "Don't disrespect the produce." Yeah.
0: Don't disrespect the produce. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it turned it into a question, <laughs> which in and to <laughs> itself. <laughs> We could really unpick that, but um, he just got a bit angry, and he it was, got mad. But I I like to think that it wasn't so much the fact that the guy has a short fuse. I don't think that's what. No, it is. I, look, I, I think can't it's more see so that.
0: that in no, George, yeah. that's
1: just no. He's not the type. Look no. at him. Um, but more so that he obviously really respects food.
0: He really respect respects produce. Yeah, and I think that that means that
1: he probably respects a lot of other areas in his life. I'm just saying he probably oh. respects not only food. He probably respects, you know, I mean, he's the best, like, restaurant, he's a restaurateur. Yeah, so
0: he would respect his staff. His
1: staff, completely. He'd respect, he'd just respect, you know, probably young people.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think he would respect labour laws. Women. Uh, I think he would respect, (laughs) I think he would respect, um... Uh, paying people, uh, uh, proper accounting.
1: Of course, I think all those kind of that's what that's what, I'm what getting we from see this. in George. This is what I see, and I I I didn't take the sudden outburst on that poor boy who was trying to cook in forty five minute period under a lot of pressure on television. Mm. I didn't see him having a wild go at this poor boy as having a short fuse. No. I see it as him being a highly respectful human being. Well, That's just how I've read this situation.
0: Up until this point, I mean, the only chefs we've seen on television have been friendly, friendly, mild-mannered men in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. You've got your Hueys. Yeah. You've got your Jeff Janzes. That's so true. You've got your um, uh, Peter Everett's. Peter Everett's. Uh, You've got your friendly folk on uh, Lady Steady, Cook. Alive and Cooking. You've got Alive and Cooking, getting fresh in the kitchen. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, I don't, when I think chef, Mm -hmm. I don't think alpha male with a short fuse. No, not at all. That's not what I think. No. Um, I also wanted to know uh, they'd put a big clock on the roof.
1: They had yes, so uh, that was a ni- that was a that was a surprise. I don't want to call it a nice surprise, but I was I didn't know what that meant.
0: So for me, for my mind, it seemed like a lot of effort for this singular challenge mm. um, to put a big clock on the roof. But that that was the thing that was determining the forty five mm. uh, minutes. Um, so that was just of note. I think mm. this big clock on the roof.
1: Yeah, quite a dramatic element to the show. I think. Yes. Um they could just be told
0: you, uh, you you've got 5 minutes. Give them watches. Yeah,
1: exactly. But even but that's the other thing they put this fuck off giant timekeeper mm. <laughs> on the roof and then still proceeded to tell them how long they had when it's abundantly clear from the giant fucking clock. I'm just saying.
0: So, uh it, it absolutely. So, uh it was all a bit uh intense. Um You know, everyone was struggling a little bit. Uh, There was a young man. There's a young man named Sam who has a very cool hat. Great hat. Great hat. Wore it while cooking. So he, uh, would you say it was a trilby or a...
1: It had a fedora-esque.
0: Sort of a fedora trilby. It was black
1: and white, so very um, very 1950s mafia. Very
0: cool. To me... You know, with shows like this, because you've got people in sort of their own fast fashion kind of clothes, um, there's a risk of them not being timeless. But I think that's a guy, he's going to look back at at season one of MasterChef Australia maybe in ten years' time and Mm -hmm. he's going to go, thank God I wore that hat. Yeah, I I think so. He's going to go, thank God I wore that fedora Yeah, because uh, I look cool.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think at this point, we don't know where this show is going to go. Mm. You have to do anything to stand out. Mm. And you don't want to stand out by, you know, d- doing something stupid. Like, no. And I think that he opened up his closet that day and said, what am I going to wear? He put on his nice black shirt and his black pants and saw that trilby fedora,
0: Fedor- yeah.
1: fedora in the top right-hand corner of his wardrobe and just went, that's it, Sam.
0: Bam, timeless. Yeah. Timeless. Nothing like a nothing like a t-shirt and a fedora. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, so the challenge wrapped up. Did, did we want to talk about oh, yeah. anything that happened during? The well, challenge? some people
1: some people got eliminated, obviously, f- up uh, a post challenge. Yes,
0: so, they did. Yes. So
1: they basically, once the time was up, they then fed the judges. Yes. Um, Sarah so the, was. So, so
0: yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, so sure. yeah, sorry, go. No, so. no,
1: no, it's fine. So, um, uh, yeah, I kind of jumped the gun. Sorry, but um, he, he, they. Finished up cooking after the forty five minutes. It was a big dramatic and everything down, that's it. What's on the plate, that's there, nothing else. So nothing. Like nothing at the else. moment it
0: stopped, done. They they couldn't add a single thing to not,
1: the Not 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 parmesan cheese, no salt, no nothing. That's it. So they then feed the judges. So they bring their dishes up and the, the judges eat the food. The host is there. She doesn't eat the food.
0: So yes, yeah, so we should say Sarah Wilson, the host, she came back mm-hmm. uh, and and couldn't have come a moment too soon because they needed someone to say good job, mm. now bring food to the, sh- to the judges.
1: Exactly. So she would call the name, they'd come up. Once the judges had eaten and done their critique of the food, she would say, thank you, well done. If they hadn't necessarily done a good job, she'd just smile and say, thank you. Um, necessary.
0: Very important. I-, I can't see anyone else in that situation mm. that could-, could sort of Keep the show running of like course. that, you know. She's very good at what she does, Absolutely. Sarah Wilson, and 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 a vital part to the show, I think.
1: But equally as well, I'm really excited to find out what's in store for her in the show. Yes, because what she's done is she's made such she's such a presence. Mm. She's such a presence, and I know that she has something to like. Do you think maybe it's possible that she is the master chef?
0: Wow. Like, I, I hadn't I'm thought sorry, of I'm sorry, but like
1: you, can't, like there's no way they've just got a woman in there to thank people after the, the chefs have eaten. There is something in store for her. She yeah. has something up her sleeve. There's a big surprise coming to the audience of MasterChef and I cannot wait to find out what it is because I'm a big fan of Sarah.
0: Because you could argue with all the judges. I mean I, I hadn't thought about this until now. But with all the judges, with the amount of talking that the judges do, the amount of sort of engagement that the judges do um you could argue that her role is a little superfluous so surely
1: i wouldn't argue that because come. i know something's coming do you know what yeah. i mean it's not superfluous because something is coming and i'm excited to find out what wow, it is that's hey, all that's i'm saying i, like I just that wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if kind of halfway through they go by the way contestants this is your master chef wow. and it's and it's Sarah
0: her. Wilson is the master chef. It's I like possible. that a lot. Look,
1: I'm just throwing out ideas here man. I'm just I like, like, like it a lot. The punches.
0: So they uh bring the food forward. Mm. Uh the two pasta guys get in trouble because their dishes are too simple mm-hmm. and they are they're too simple. Not yeah. not There's not, not enough
1: ingredients in them.
0: Not master chef standard. I like we're We've assuming. only watched 4 episodes mm. yet but it, it, not Master Chef uh, standard. Yeah. So then Melissa, who was freaking out for a little while, she brings forward <laughs> her um, <laughs> her veggie stack.
1: Now, yeah. Now, simple. So simple.
0: Clean flavors.
1: Yeah. They said. They said this. They said this is delicious. Mm. They said everything works together. They liked the crumbled feta on top. Nice touch. Nice I would touch. personally would never have thought to do that when I was sta- If I was stacking capsicum and eggplant on top of each other, I would never have thought to add anything
0: else. Now, Gary Mamman, he looked at her, he said he he, he enjoyed her very. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn
1: jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Simple, very clean dish. Because that's what you've got to do in this competition, firstly. I think you've got to keep it simple. Yeah. You don't want to take any big risks. You don't want to do anything stupid. You've got to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Gary, he tried this veggie stack and he said, that went, Melissa, that went from tragedy to triumph.
1: Can you imagine being told that?
0: Wow. Just
1: imagine for one second having someone say that about your veggie stack.
0: Because that was my thought when she was there not able to decide what, mm. what ingredients to get from the fridge. My thought was this is a tragedy. This is this is a tragedy that this cunt on the tally can't decide what to cook.
1: Yeah. But after they liked the food, they liked the veggie stack. What a fucking triumph. A
0: triumph, Mish. <laughs>
1: A culinary triumph, and I was worried for her because, considering they had just torn another asshole to these guys that had cooked this pasta, uh, too
0: simple. It was too simple. It was too simple for me. But
1: they, she then presented this veggie stack,
0: nice and simple. It was
1: really nice and simple. That's all they wanted. They
0: just wanted nice yeah. and simple. And then
1: just we're just going to skirt over this one really quickly because it, I like I don't think it's necessary to talk about it too much. But a man made a stuffed tomato. Um, he was, it was really bad, but then he left the competition to be with his wife in the floods.
0: So that was good. And so we won't, we won't talk about no, that No, we won't too sit on that too much. That's, uh, the, mm. yeah, um,
1: yeah. but also.
0: Sorry. So yeah. So, sorry. Just to, uh, uh, so that, sorry, I do just want to address this for a moment. Yeah, go ahead. So this man, um, was from far North Queensland. Yes. His house was at risk. Yes. From flooding. Mm-hmm.
1: And his wife and his child were there.
0: And his wife and his child was there. His wife was sick. Yes. I just And the tragedy of the episode yes. was a lady couldn't decide what to cook.
1: Yep, from two giant bay marines of food.
0: Okay. That's yep. good because that is, for my mind, yep. that's the tragedy. Yes. Of anything that I, any information I got. Yeah. What a tragedy. But it did become a triumph. That veggie stack was a true triumph. I just want to
1: say, Zach, it sounds to me like you're thinking like Gary Mahon.
0: Gary Mahon. You're starting
1: to think like Gary Mahon. Oh wow. Um also my favorite uh my favorite contestant, mm-hmm. uh young Julie. Julia, sorry, Julia. young Julia. Uh she made a frittata with she basil. Did you make a frittata. She, with a basil and tomato in it. And Gary said that uh, basil and tomato seemed like a really good flavour combination, which shocked the shit out of me. Um, is, so
0: is that a good flavour combination? Apparently. Wow, okay. I would
1: never have thought to do it, but maybe. like, But, see, those are two ingredients that are fairly easily accessible and what this show has done now is it's in, it's inspired me to maybe take a piece of tomato, take a basil leaf mm. and just give it a shot. It'll be weird. Maybe I could do it on podcast. It'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, why not? Why, why not? I want, I want the palate. They keep fucking on it. They keep talking about palettes. Mm. I, don't, I don't know what that. I, if it means that I have to take a tomato and a basil and put
0: it in my mouth, I'm willing to do it. For me, I'm a meat and three veg kind of guy. I think most people in Australia are. Mm-hmm. But I'm watching the show and I'm thinking, well, far out. Is it that hard? To put some tomato and some basil together. That's,
1: that's exactly my point. That is exactly my point. And it just, wow. and young Julia is blowing me away for someone so young.
0: Oh man, what a talent. And I, I, I just, I think that it's uh, a real, really impressive that they're doing that. And, um, and also I do just want to do a quick shout out to the sponsors of MasterChef, mm-hmm. uh, McDonald's Gourmet Creations. Yeah. Um, that's, that's going to last. Alright, yeah, so sure. um, uh, so
1: okay, basically, some the sh- of all those shit cunts, a couple of shit cunts were shitter than the others, and they left.
0: So they leave, but
1: also the guy who left voluntarily, um, who wasn't
0: a shit, he just had to. leave. He just
1: had to leave. Um, so the next uh, what challenge? I suppose. I suppose, yeah. Um, it was called the taste test. Mm. Uh, and so basically, at the end of the warehouse, that these these sh- these am- amateur chefs are cooking mm. in. Cooks, I should say.
0: Well, the amateur chefs and the secret master chef.
1: Yeah, whoever that might be. Who is that? Um it? Uh, at the end of this warehouse, uh, Gary Meham and George Columbaris, uh, they come forward with a giant silver pot, biggest pot. I've, I've never seen a pot so big.
0: Can't never seen a pot so big.
1: Yep, and they said uh, this is a traditional bolognese sauce and, um, there are 17 ingredients in this bolognese sauce. Yep. Each contestant come forward, taste it with this teaspoon. Um, here's a piece of paper. You have one minute to write down all the ingredients that all you taste 17. in this sauce. Uh, and then at the end we will judge your ability to be a master chef on whether or not you knew what was in this traditional sauce.
0: Wow. So much variety. Yeah. So much variety of challenge. And, um, Gary made this. I don't know when he did... No, George made it. Yeah, George made it. I don't know when he made it Um, because... You know, he seemed busy with the challenge before, but he must have just slipped out, popped it in a pressure cooker or something. I don't know. I would say so. But, uh, like,
1: let's be honest. My idea of a bolognese sauce is like a beef mince in a Paul Newman jar. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, if I feel like getting fancy, I might dice an onion in there, but it ain't going to be at George standard. No. So I'm really interested to find out what's in a bolognese.
0: Me too. Me too. And, and we had some people really going for it, uh, and they all wrote it down. I don't know if we need to talk much about yeah. the – 20 minutes of footage of people eating bolognese Bolognese. and then writing on a piece of paper.
1: Mm -hmm. No, I don't think it's important. But it was
0: thrilling television.
1: Absolutely. I was completely
0: enthralled. Of the five channels on television, this was the 20 minutes I wanted to be watching. Absolutely. Uh, So then they all did that and then... uh...
1: So the bottom 11... So not 10 but the bottom 11. Well,
0: I do just want to talk about the, the, the I, I I just I want to I want to um I want to jump ahead or jump back here and talk about um the reveal of the ingredients. Oh yeah, this was good. So uh Gar- George. George, he's the Greek one, yeah? Yeah. So he he had a whole bunch of, uh, are they cloths? What are they called? The little... Clotch. Clotch, clobs, And he would reveal each ingredient. Mm. Uh, I thought they would edit out some of the ingredients. Yeah, keep revealed. in mind
1: there's 17 ingredients in but this bolog- bolognese.
0: Bolognese from Bologna. Mm. Uh, but he they showed him, in similar to the whipping scene in Jesus Christ Superstar. Too right. In a slow building of intensity, George would... Lift up and reveal each ingredient, more dramatic than the last. Yeah. Olive oil, he said. Carrot. Who would have thought? Chopped tomato. Something. Never did I think the words chopped tomato mm. would thrill me so.
1: Yeah. Well, our following chopped tomato was cinnamon. <gasps> now, okay, I've had, I've had cinnamon before. Mm
0: on a donut. Yeah, for maybe. Donut king. Yeah, too
1: fucking right. And maybe like in a scroll in a baker's delights scroll. That's
0: that's my idea of eating out.
1: Yeah, too right. But cinnamon in a bolognese seems seems unnecessary. It's crazy um, to and me. And then they asked them who picked cinnamon and one person did and they shook their head at the rest going, "Oh, I should have known." Look, if I ate something and I didn't know there was cinnamon in it and it's not a scroll, mm. I'm not going to assume it's cinnamon. If you gave me a scroll and said, What's in this? I might be like, Well, maybe cinnamon. Yeah. You give me a fucking pasta sauce. I, I'm, I'm getting you, you're mad. You're firing up. I'm, here. I'm just getting a you bit mad, mad calm, about
0: it. You need to calm the fuck down, bitch. <laughs>
1: I apologize. What
0: sort of podcast do you think this is?
1: <laughs> I'm really sorry. You
0: need to fucking calm the fuck down.
1: <laughs> I just I I just think that that's a it's a really odd choice. I know
0: how you feel about <laughs> cinnamon. But you need to get your shit together, Khan.
1: It's a... Okay, there's... I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the understanding genuinely, genuinely, that cin- genuinely that cinnamon does not have sugar in it. Cinnamon is a spice. It's a
0: spice, yeah.
1: But I associate cinnamon with sweet treats. Mm,
0: because, I mean, that's my palate. Yeah, that's my- <laughs> I'm a meat and three veg kind of guy.
1: Exactly. So if you say to me... Did you think that there was cinnamon yeah. in this savoury beef bolognese sauce? Mm. And I say, nah. And you say, well, I'm really disappointed in you because there was. Fuck you.
0: Well, Mish, you know what I think? I think you're not a master chef.
1: Well, that's why I'm not on the show.
0: You should go for it, though. I'll if bet. they do a season two, you should go for you, it. You
1: know that they're not going to.
0: That's true.
1: There's no chance. But um, if, if they do. If they
0: do, you should go for it.
1: I'd love Sarah's job.
0: Oh, I would love no one's. Job. No. no. But she's not going anywhere. But that's a role that's going to be there. If she does have to leave, hmm. someone will have to take that place.
1: Absolutely. And I
0: can't see that role going. True. Um, I just wanted to note, <laughs> I just, in my notes here, number 16, pepper. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, uh, of the 17 ingredients, I just want to note that there was. Maybe (laughs) 10 seconds of primetime television dedicated (laughs) to a small Greek man (laughs) revealing that there was pepper in a spag bowl.
1: Yeah. Um, This
0: show is not going to last the whole season. There's
1: no way. (laughs) Um, Basically, okay, at the end of the day, um, the bottom 11 from this taste test then had to go and cook a seafood dish. Mm -hmm. So they took them – to the Sydney fish markets. Wow! They they travelled with them <laughs> to the Sydney fish markets, right? So my assumption is, I put them wait, all on my, a bar. Let me just get to this point. My assumption is <laughs> is, that, is, that the, is that the producers of MasterChef got all the contestants right. Wait, my assumption is is that the producers of MasterChef took all the contestants and the judges to the Sydney fish markets. They then said to these contestants, you have $50 to cook us a dish. Now, $50, you can cook a dish with $50. I can do that and I'm not a MasterChef, right? But they said not only do you have to cook a dish with this $50, but you have to get back to the warehouse and this $50 is all you have. So if you need to get a cab, <laughs> you have to use money from this $50 to get back to the warehouse in a cab.
0: Oh, to my mind.
1: So now we're kind of going with the Tough mother thing because this is, a there whole, is a this has nothing to do <laughs> with cooking. Your ability to get back to a warehouse from the Sydney fish markets on a small portion of money.
0: In a small period of time has absolutely nothing to do. As a viewer, right, I don't know where this warehouse is. No idea. I don't know how far away it is.
1: Have you ever driven in Sydney? Have you ever driven in I have driven yeah. in Sydney and it's fucked. <laughs> It's fucked. I'm sorry. Firstly, the fish markets are always busy. They are always busy. They're like, it's fucking packed. It takes a really long time to buy a flake. Like, really long time. Then you have to get a cab, which let's just address in
0: this day and age is very hard it's to get. It's very do. hard to get a cab. It's really hard to get a cab. I mean, cabs like print media and mm. like television. Uh, they have a monopoly on their industry, and yeah. no one's coming in to get them.
1: Luckily, they're not that expensive, <laughs> um, which is good. No, but, no, they're
0: not. No, but
1: I just I thought that this was a, this was the first time that the contestants have been given a challenge that is not food related in any way whatsoever. Give
0: them forty bucks and a cab charge. <laughs>
1: But it, but it makes me think that maybe this show isn't just about food because if it was just about food, there is no way in hell that they would tell these poor people that are already under a lot of pressure that you have to buy the ingredients for a seafood dish that you're going to cook for us in a bit. You have to fucking get back to the warehouse. We have a bus. We just dropped you <laughs> off at it. We just dropped you off in it. But we're going to take that bus back to the warehouse now, get your own way there, mate, and then cook us a dish, make it yummy. We all know that Matt Preston said. He
0: wants yummy. He
1: wants yummy. <laughs> so you can't just buy a fucking piece of fish, grill the piece of fish and go, there you are, got back in time and now you've got a piece of fish. You have to make it yummy. I just think that it was it was a real spanner in the works has nothing to do with food and I'm excited to see what other challenges like this will come up <laughs> maybe in Maybe they'll Chef have to feature.
0: do a race challenge. It, it really had a layer of, um, uh, I don't know if you've seen the show from the US, The Greatest, uh, The Race or The Gra- Amazing Race, mm. had a layer of that. There was yeah, just-
1: absolutely. I, I thought maybe there'd be roadblocks <laughs> and like other, like, all they'd get in these cabs and then the cab would like drive past the warehouse and that was like, oh,
0: you got the bad cabbie. <laughs> was told to drive further away My from the My favourite layer of all of it is one of the ladies had a friend from Sydney, <laughs> so she gave her a call and she gave her a lift. So that lady had 5 five to $10 more than everyone else to spend on oh, fish. she got to pocket that fucking money. It doesn't seem fair. It doesn't at all. She did offer it. It's a like, cunt, did- you're from Perth. <laughs> you're from Perth, cunt. You don't have any friends in Sydney, so you, you only get $40. Yeah and and god forbid the taxi goes the long way cuz you're fucked
1: yeah it was it was just the weirdest i didn't expect it it was a real shock to my system i enjoyed it but it was just odd um <sighs> anyway On their way back to the warehouse, some dude Sorry,
0: I do just want to note um, before this- I'm going- I'm backtracking. I'm Mm -hmm. backtracking here. That's fine. We saw another thing I really love. Um, uh, uh, (laughs) Before before they went into (laughs) the fish markets, uh, George did another- and I think this is going to emerge as a bit of a a thing that happens in this series. George listed different kinds of fish- (laughs) Did so. We've had him listing the ingredients of bolognese not more than 20 minutes later. We have him listing different fish. He said, You could cook with scallops, you could cook with flathead, yeah, you could cook. So, uh, two lists of food from George, anyway. No, no,
1: no, it's more, it's very important to note. Um, on their way back to the warehouse, one guy who'd gotten into a cab with a few of the other guys, so some people split the cab fare, which was quite clever. Um, Made the cabbie pull over so he could pull grass and bark off a tree on the street, and he was planning on cooking with that. Just quick side note: um, streets of Sydney, uh, <laughs> some of them are fucking gross. <laughs> like people piss on the street, like, and he cooked with that, and I. Interesting choice.
0: Interesting very choice. Very interesting
1: choice. Anyway, at the end of the day, they all go back to the warehouse. They all cook a fish dish.
0: They cook a fish dish.
1: Um, uh, they Some of them have more time than others because they had their friend drive them to the warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> some of them, maybe the caveat to get petrol, I don't one, know.
0: <laughs> one lady struggled to get a taxi. Yeah, she nearly got hit by a car. Nearly it was all got very hit traumatic. by a car.
1: Um, Anyway, they get back and they're all cooking their individual dishes. Um we ready to go straight into the tasting of these dishes? I think now? so, yeah. So similarly to previously when they had when they all had to cook a dish, they then at the end of the time allotted feed the judges. Um Sarah's there. She um doesn't do much yet, but I'm she so will. excited she, she will. will. Yeah. Um they feed the judges. Someone made figs with an oyster gravy. Um that didn't work. I was fucking shocked to my core.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um they didn't like
0: that much. Oh, um, <laughs> Uh, so. <laughs> um, I mean, if figs with oyster gravy doesn't work, what does?
1: I know. That, 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 that. The First, basil and tomato works. That fucking works. But you take a fig, put some oyster gravy on it. Nah. Wow. I'm very confused. Um, basically. Everything I
0: know about food has gone out the window.
1: Exactly. Um, at the end of the day, there was one standout dish. Um, I was surprised. I was, I was
0: surprised.
1: Um, I. D- to be honest with you, I'm kind of surprised she's made it this far. So, um, so there's
0: a lady on the show. I don't know if you've noticed her yet. We uh, mentioned
1: her in part one, but, like, briefly.
0: Briefly. Uh, so uh, her name's Julie. It's Julie. Julie uh, Goodwin.
1: Julie Goodwin.
0: Well, I don't think she's up for a good win.
1: No, <laughs> I wouldn't say so. <laughs> um, she made scallops with a mango salsa.
0: They loved it. They said it was a nice, simple dish, they very said well They cooked. said
1: it was, like, They said it was perfect bistro food. Um, (laughs) Now,
0: I don't know if they said it was perfect bistro food or perfect bistro food.
1: Is there a difference between the two? I think
0: bistros are like fancy French places.
1: Oh, okay. I don't think it was
0: that. So you would have a cigarette in one mouth, a a bad coffee in the other hand. A fig and
1: oyster gravy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just like <laughs> chowing down Because
0: when they said yeah good bistro food I was like I think good. When I think good bistro food I think nuggets, chips I think RSL I think uh, 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 Keen's curry pasta salad
1: Yeah A parma
0: Whole beetroots in the salad station
1: Yes, yes, in like a light mayonnaise, almost <laughs> yes, um anyway, they seem to like that, so maybe she's got maybe she has a future at an rsa
0: maybe i don't know. Uh, i I can't see her making it past next week.
1: well, next week, the top twenty is revealed
0: okay um, and and do we think that's kind of uh, uh an important monumentous thing? well
1: Yes, because they've been speaking about it so much. Like you won't make it to the top 20. Something happens at top 20. I have a feeling I think Sarah's going to shine.
0: Okay. I think
1: something happens with Sarah in the top 20.
0: Well, the show doesn't really have an opening title sequence. So maybe when the top 20 are announced, um, we're going to get Sarah doing something.
1: Yeah, maybe like you know, a- just
0: talk like a bit of narration because we also have like a, a narrator meal and a show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because just to just to note why we're a little bit confused about Sarah Wilson's place in the whole thing. Mm. Um, the show has judges that aren't just judges behind a desk; judges that talk, engage, say we want to see this, say describe the challenges. Sometimes the show also has a narrator. So at the start of every episode, it's last week on MasterChef Australia. Mm. Um, and that was then, very good. <laughs> thank you. And then, in the middle is Sarah. So you have the narrator. Mm-hmm. Then you have Sa- Sarah narrates a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then she talks a little bit. And then you have the judges. She's
1: kind of like a post narrator.
0: She yes. So she's a post narrator and a pre judge.
1: That's exactly what she is.
0: Um, now, some people could argue the narrator could just say the whole thing at the start, and the judges could also just introduce themselves. That That's true. I don't see how that would that work. That wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. But I do think that Sarah Wilson has got more to do.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm really excited to see what comes from her. Um, do we have any, just very, very quickly, any predictions about what top 20 might mean for uh, the competition?
0: <laughs> so I, I, I see an opening title sequence kind of kicking in mm-hmm. um, and I see Sarah Wilson having a large... Mm. part to do with that potentially the reveal that she is the master chef yeah
1: i think as well like as they progress and and uh considered to be better like i mean obviously we've gone from like statewide to top 50 and now top 20 um i think that that element of cooking in a warehouse will go
0: yes yeah that's a bit like, silly that's
1: very much like you're not there yet so we're going to put you in a fucking warehouse yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all a bit bit you
0: know, And the, the big clock and the cook something in an hour. Yeah, it's all a little kind of, ready, steady cook for me. The
1: pressure will, will be less.
0: Yeah, it'll be more like uh, let's get you in a professional kitchen mm. or oh, maybe the Tough mutter element will emerge.
1: I really like the idea of that. I yeah. think that that's brilliant.
0: Um, I think a title sequence will come in featuring Sarah Wilson and and the music has been very dramatic, very cinematic, so mm. I think that title sequence will have um, – some very classy cinematic music. Yeah, I like that. Um, that's what I'm anticipating. Yeah. Um, who's the well? Who's not going to make it into the top twenty besides Julie Goodwin?
1: Um, besides her, so she won't. Who yeah, else no, won't? I don't think that she will. Um, I don't have a feeling that uh, the woman who cooks, um, from all the organic ingredients on her property, peaches,
0: peaches, yeah, peaches.
1: I don't. I don't have much hope for her.
0: Uh, who do you think will make it through?
1: Who do I think is in for the really, really good shot? Mm. Um, Well, obviously Julia Jenkins, Mm -hmm. not to be confused with Julia Goodwin. Um, Julia Jenkins I think has a good shot. Um,
0: I think uh, Melissa is in with a really good shot. Well, yeah, I mean she had – a vegetable stand. Yeah,
1: well, that's the thing. She has now set a standard Mm. and I think that's really important to note going into top 20. Um,
0: It's important to keep it simple.
1: Keep it simple. Um, and don't do what those guys did with that pasta too and simple. keep it too simple.
0: That was too simple.
1: Yeah. So that's what I got out of the first week of MasterChef. I'm wrapped. I'm so excited for this show. Um, I'm really hoping that they don't axe it
0: oh God. too what, soon. What were the views? Before we move on, what were the views? Um, well, the we
1: discussed that the first ever episode of MasterChef, it was the 14th most viewed show oh, in Australia. Yeah. Um, I've just got to pull up the stats. Uh um, what are you view- pulling them up on? A TV guide.
0: Okay. <laughs> the listing in yeah, the TV got guide. It.
1: Um. Okay. So yeah, in TV guide they had a, a <laughs> the, the who viewed most. Um. So, in episode one was the fourteenth most viewed show in Australia. Yeah. Episode two was the fifty-second. Episode three was the fifty-seventh. Episode four was the fiftieth. Okay. And then episode five was the sixty-fourth.
0: I, so, I really think this show is going the way of the hothouse.
1: Yeah, I'm just really hoping we get to the end of the season because I am invested now. I am invested in Melissa. I am invested in Sarah, the host. Um, I'm, I'm ready for this show and I really, really just want to get through one season. It would be really, really, really great for me and for you and for this this podcast mm-hmm. medium that we're using, I think, you know, it would be great if we could just keep this up and see how we go.
0: Uh thank you everyone for listening to our podcast. Um uh, if you have any friends, let them know about the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh of course you can download it on our website, www. dot <laughs> <laughs> um uh, uh recapping season one of Master Australia with Zach and Mish. Yeah dot com dot au slash episode whichever episode um and then you can download that onto your itunes and then um once you sync up your ipod or your mp3 player with the computer get that across to your mp3 player and
1: while that's moving across you can watch something on seven mate <laughs> thanks so much for listening guys and we'll thanks see so you much. for week two